The Christmas countdown is up. The Advent calendar is full with chocolates. Well, <laughs> at least halfway. We're, we're good until about the 15th. I need to go buy more and finish filling it up. Just being real around here, right? And Advent season is upon us. I love the natural rhythm of life and of seasons when it actually happens so very naturally, right? Like Thanksgiving is over, decorations are coming down for thank fall and up for Christmas. Like the house begins to feel different. The streets are decorated in our small towns with lights. That is starting to feel different. You know you're heading into and are walking through a new season. And that is one of the things I love so much about Advent. It's just another mark of preparing for this next season. And I am doing an Advent study at a local coffee shop with a group of women. And it's the same Advent study I have done now. This is my third time. I talked about it this time last year. It is an Advent study called He Is. And it is put together by Becky Kaiser. And she puts together the writings of many people as as well as herself, and each day it is a writing on and a devotional and study on one attribute of God. And what I've learned is that there's really nothing more filling and powerful than focusing and learning about God in his character, in his attributes. You walk away more in love with him. This is like growing in the knowledge of, of God, not just what he has done for us and what he offers us and what he can give us and what he does give us in this Christian life, but who he is. And this last week, one of the days really impacted me, and it was on his character trait of being eternal. I mean, time is a weird thing anyway, when you really think about it. I say all the time, like, man, time is crazy. When you get those memories on social media that you're like, eight years ago, and it's a picture, I'm like, Eight years ago, how in the world is that even possible? That was like yesterday. And then other times they're like, oh my gosh, the last four months have felt so long because they have been so heavy. There's just been so much grief, not only in my life, but in so many people around me. I was talking to my mom yesterday. I'm like, I don't know if this is just getting older? Like, am I of the age now where people all around me are going to be losing people? Or is this just the time we're living in? And she said, no, Erica, I think this is the time we're living in because my own, my financial advisor said, I have not had to help so many people with the loss of a loved one. The funeral home after my dad passed away, the same thing. We're hearing it over and over and over. I I've never been invited to so many funerals. And it's just eye-opening. And I'm like, man, this world right now that we're living in, that I am living in, the people around me in my circles, I live in Waukesha. The Christmas parade tragedy was just a week ago. It's so heavy here. It just seems like there's so much. And it actually has made time feel so slow. And this study on God's eternal nature really impacted me as I have contemplated how slow things can feel, how fast things can feel, how long is our life really? You are faced with dealing with your own mortality at times when people around you 
are dying and are losing their loved ones. It really opens your eyes. There was a passage in Psalms that was used that I'm going to read to you in a minute that really has made me think so much about God being eternal. I mean, in Genesis 1-1, it's in the beginning God creates the heaven and the earth. God was here. He's not created. He always has been. Can you actually wrap your head around that? I can't. It's even interesting to think about and like, how could that be? What did that look like? I mean, these are the positive, healthy things for our brains to be curious about and to spend time thinking on on God, the character of him. Like, how is he eternal? He has been forever in the past and will be forever into the future. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. We see that in Revelation. We see in John 1, 1, in the beginning was God. The word was with God and the word was God. Like, not created. Always has been. Like, that is crazy and unfathomable to me. The word that's used in John, in John 1, 1 through 3, the word for beginning in Greek is RK. I think I'm saying that right, but I'm not Greek. So we see that same word used in Revelation 22, 23, when we see that he is the alpha, the omega, the first, the last, the beginning, and the end. What's cool about this word RK, about beginning, is that it comes from the root word that means head or rule. So it's even more exciting and has been eye-opening and impactful to me is that these verses, they're telling us not only that God was present way in the beginning before time, confusing, slow, fast time was ever even a thing. He was present, but he was also ruling. And that offers me so much comfort. Like, ah, not only have you been here forever, but you have been ruling forever. Our God is on the throne, and he's not going anywhere because he's always been there and always will be. So in Psalm 90, that I'm going to read you in a minute, this is believed to be a prayer penned by Moses when God sentenced them to wander in the wilderness for their disobedience, for their complaining, after the spies were sent in to look at the land that they were promised, and only Caleb and Joshua come back and say, no, we can do it. But they choose not to go in. So they have to stay in the wilderness because those doubting people, they're not able to go into the promised land. We wait for the next generation. Only Joshua and Caleb get to go in. And in this psalm, this is kind of Moses writing about it, right? And he's comforting himself and the people by reminding them of God's eternal nature. He reminds them of the fleeting nature of our own lives and just the difficulty of accepting the sentence that was placed on them. He reminds them of God's faithful love. Even when his people disobey, praise Jesus. That even when we disobey, his faithfulness is so close. We see terms in Psalm 90 that talk about everlasting or eternity. And these Hebrew words are found like 208 times all throughout Scripture. And it's used to describe not only the eternality and everlasting of God himself, but God's promises to his people, that they are for eternity, that they are permanent and perpetual. 
today as you go through your day, spend some time thinking about the impact of his eternal nature on this world, on time, and on us, on your life, on the lives of those around you, and what that really means and looks like with God. Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to dust and say, Return, O children of man. For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, and in the evening it fades and withers. For we are brought to an end by your anger, by your wrath we are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are seventy, or even by reason of strength, eighty. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord. How long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to your children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Okay, before you go anywhere, I've got a couple announcements. Coming up in the new year, I will be doing an in-person young ladies Bible study, thinking ages like 16 to 25. It's called this critical decade, these 10-year span when you're really putting two and two together, when you're asking all the hard questions, when you're really developing your own faith and beliefs. I really want to help walk alongside young ladies in that area. We're going to start out with a couple really cool studies, the first one, Jesus and Women. So if you know anybody that fits into that category, have them check out my website or find me on social media. There's going to be information about that. Also, if you're a local, March 4th and 5th, 2022 is the IF Gathering, and I will be hosting an IF Local here in Waukesha. So again, Find me on social media. Tickets are $10 for a basic pass. You can buy an upgraded pass for $30, which means you'll have access to some breakouts that you can choose ahead of time, and you'll have a digital package for the whole year. So you can watch it over and over and over, which last year was my first year with watching an IF gathering and being part of it, and it really was amazing. And I had wished that I had bought <laughs> the full package so I could rewatch some of the stuff. It was very, very well worth it. Coming in the spring, we'll be offering some more in-depth Bible studies, so stay tuned for that. We'll do in-person. But in the meantime, keep coming back. Keep checking out the Let's Be Real podcast. If you have any ideas or questions or things you'd like addressed, please do so. Oh, I forgot to mention, 
on social media today, I posted the December scripture writing plan that is created by the Ruffled Mango. If you're not familiar with them, check them out on social media. They make some really great Bible studies, calendars, printouts, downloads of scripture writing plans to take you all throughout the year. They were really gracious. They allowed for me to gift those writing plans to the women that were at my Let the Women Retreat weekend this fall for the year. And I have asked Ruffled Mango, because I've got an interesting story, if any of them would like to come on the podcast and talk about what they're doing, because it's really cool stuff. So check them out. Otherwise, I did share the December writing plan on my Facebook page, and then I will get it up on Instagram as well, if possible. I will see you all back here. In the meantime, have a wonderful week preparing for Christmas, preparing our hearts for Advent so that we are truly ready to embrace the gift that Jesus is this Christmas season. See you guys next time.